0: Welcome to the Shelf Made Podcast, your weekly snackable size podcast for the consumer packaged good industry. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode 15 of the Shelf Made Podcast. Quick shout out to everyone who made last week our most listened to episode yet. We are so thankful for all of you. Do not forget to leave us a review and rate us in the App Store. It goes a long way for us when it comes to growing our audience this week we are talking about brokers. I feel like there are a handful of dirty words or words that just scare people in the CPG industry, whether that word is slotting fees or free fills or a guaranteed product. Uh, this word broker kind of elicits that same emotional response from a lot of founders. We have all had bad experiences with brokers. I've had them, you've had them, but I, I for one have also had some great experiences with brokers. And I think they need to be a fundamental part of any serious brand's growth strategy. But the industry has really changed over the last couple of years. And what you find in a broker needs to change as well. You can't just find someone who has a contact at a store and assume that they'll get your product into that store. You need to find a broker that has a team that will buy into your brand over the long run. And a broker that truly understands that the hard work starts the moment your product gets on the shelf. And isn't going to leave you high and dry after they get that first PO. I'm so excited to have Zach Romanoff from Omni food sales on the pod today. I worked with Zach when I was with my last brand and was blown away by his approach. I think all of you will be able to hear what a great broker or as Zach calls it brand advocate sounds like, and be able to take a lot of actionable things with you today. When you look for your next broker partner with that, here's our interview with Zach Romanoff of Omni food sales hey everybody welcome to the shelf made podcast i'm very excited to have one of my industry friends and zach romanoff here from omni food sales uh zach thank you so much for uh for joining the pod this week my pleasure cameron thanks for having me so zach, let's let's jump right in. Can you, do you want to give the audience a, a little background on on what you do at omni and and, um, and kind of the new approach you take on on food brokers?
1: Yes, absolutely. so my name is Zach Romanoff. I'm the president of Omni Food Sales. We are a brand advocate. Um, industry terminology would be broker. I've been full time in the business for uh, eleven plus years or twelve plus years but I grew up in the business. My father founded Omni Food Sales along with a distributor around the time I was born. So I grew up in the food industry and I literally watched these two businesses grow from their infancy to becoming mature leaders in both of their fields today. I grew up picking orders in a refrigerated warehouse, riding on a delivery truck, going on different routes. I'm very familiar with the five boroughs uh, and beyond, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, the Catskills, upstate New York. Um, I'm very comfortable in the backs of supermarket stores. I've been in them since I was a kid, making deliveries, uh, packing out products onto the shelves, dealing with department managers, store managers, owners, have been around customers for ever since I was a young kid, um, understanding the importance of relationship building and your word is your bond, you know, building your, your reputation over time. So I've learned all these aspects and then worked the different segments of Omni. I worked as a retail rep. I had a territory of stores that I called and merchandised and had relationships with the store staff. I worked in the office doing admin work, uh, whether it's processing orders, setting up items on the portal, new item presentations. And uh, I served as a business manager. The New York, the Metro NY slash NJ market is the most diverse in the country. We have about 30 retailers more or less in the market, although there's some consolidation going on. So that number might be a little bit smaller right now, but I've called on every buyer um, in the marketplace, in the meat and deli departments and some other departments. So I know what it takes. I know what buyers are looking for. I know how busy they are. I know how hard it is to track them down and get their undivided attention and uh, at, under my helmet, Omni. I became president about three years ago. We've received a multiple vendor slash broker of the year awards from different retailers and manufacturers. Our team's been recognized for excellence. We've had individual team members be recognized for excellence. Um, I've had to recruit, hire, and train a brand new team for when my father ran Omni. So everyone that's that's in place now was not in place when I started at the beginning. So that was a process that took over 10 years to get the right people in place. And believe me, I've had people that I thought were the right people that, that interviewed and did all the right things. But when push came to shove, they just find reasons to not get the work done. So um, I've been through a lot of people. I understand people. And um, our team is in a great place now. My hardest part of my job is, is new principal or new business generation new clients to represent so a few years ago after being on dozens or hundreds of of new client interviews i just realized there was a negative connotation with with the word broker and what it stood for whether it was earned or not there were some brokers that gave all brokers a bad name and i just couldn't escape it i would have great conversations with people and for whatever reason, as soon as I mentioned I was a broker, they would take a step back, the smile would turn into a frown, and they become defensive. And and as I heard the horror stories that they shared about the lies, the misinformation, the lack of urgency in communication, I understood where it came from. And I also felt the need to distinguish myself or separate myself and Omni Food Sales from the pack. So I came up with, with the idea of Of framing ourselves as brand advocates, because that's just what I felt more accurately describes the role that we play. An advocate more along the lines of an attorney that takes his client to court, whether you're fighting a speeding ticket or you're on trial for something more serious, you arm yourself with an advocate, someone who does everything they can within the full power of the law, whether it's moral or not. They have an obligation to do everything they can to protect that person. That's what we do for manufacturers, with the one added bonus that we have to make deals that work for retailers, because if they don't if they don't sign on, then there is no deal. Um, broker is not an accurate term for the role that we play. You know, like a stock broker or a mortgage broker. These are easy, not easy, but they're they're more cookie cutter one one transaction deals that you hire someone for, they help you with that transaction, they get a fee, and then you both go along your merry ways and you may or may not need to to connect again. A food broker is entirely different. We're an extension of that company. We're doing forecasting, budgeting, planning, competitive checks, retail checks, all the admin work that's done behind the scenes with securing orders and making sure minimums are kept, tying different orders together on the same truck. Um, all the presentation, all the keeping the relationships close with the buyers. I mean, even advocate doesn't accurately describe everything Omni does. I'm still thinking of another one, but for now, advocate has been received pretty well. Again, I, I branded us as an advocate with a video um, and, and it's led to a string of speaking opportunities and they're kind of snowballing and it's leading to new opportunities. My network is growing. And Omni's been fortunate enough to add some great new principles. We've been at, able to expand our coverage into new markets and be able to add some of the best people out there that have really strong experience. So Omni's in a great place. It took a long way to get here. And um, and that's my story in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, Zach, and a few things to like unpack there, right? You had mentioned um kind of some differences between you and, and a traditional broker, right? And, and so we obviously deal with a ton of emerging brands over here at WeStock, and we hear a ton of horror stories about people um, that are still working with brokers after years and years and years of, of minimal results. Um, and I tend to see kind of two common threads. It, it tends to be brokers that have been around for a long time and haven't adapted. And I think that some of the brands don't realize that the buyers in those seats um, transition every six to 18 months. So if you don't have you know, a hungry group that's constantly meeting the new team members that are coming into those buying seats, it's gonna to be tough to keep up and you're gonna get you know into a relationship with someone who might not have the most um, up-to-date contact. And I think too, um, finding a broker that's a smaller team, right? Like you're supporting them with a large team, you've got boots on the ground, you're able to stop into stores. Um, you know, going to a broker group that has one or two people and they're just kind of leveraging the connection they have with that buyer, I feel like that's the way things used to be done. But that's not a great broker to really drive your business in 2021 because you do need those boots on the ground. You do need that support. And if you don't have visibility in the store, it's very tough to see that relationship succeed. Um, so we'd love to know if you kind of agree with that, but also what are some other red flags that brands can look out for when they're talking to a potential you know, food broker or food advocate for their company?
1: Sure, that's a great point, Cameron. There's been more change in the food industry in the last three years than there's been in the last 30. That is remarkable. You're right. There was an old way of doing business. There was a lot of handshake deals. A lot of this guy has been calling on this guy for 25 years and it hasn't changed. And this is the way it's always been. Um, It's evolving. You know, the tech, the data, people now have real data you could see the trends. Absolutely, Omni has invested more in retail than we have in any other segment of our company. Um, And that's a different thought process. You know, Omni is a regional broker. We're in, we, we cover nine states in the Northeast basically. We're not a national broker that has hundreds of field people. You know, we have a hand selected team and everyone on our team pulls their weight. We have a dedicated focus towards perishables But everyone on our team either came from a manufacturer, a broker, a retailer, or has other relevant experience that makes them an expert at what they do. So I've gone all in on retail. We have a small army of people out there now. We've never had as many people in the field as we do right now. And what I'm finding is we're getting everything that we want done. And if we can't get it done, we're able to identify it and then we communicate it. You still need to have that that vision, that figurehead at the top. That knows, how to, that knows how every account does business because that's like the chess master, right? That's someone telling you what to expect three steps down the road, not just get to the first part, but hey, they're gonna hit you with this when you get to that point. You need that vision. Um, but in a nutshell, all in all, the, food, the role of a broker is absolutely imperative. It should be a must. And, and when you put the cost analysis against it, let's say you work with a lot of startup brands, you know, you've referred some to me in the past, thank you for that. You know, if a brand was gonna hire a salesperson, that would cost, you know, with all benefits and salary, you want a good person, it's gonna cost close to $80,000 to $100,000 all in, right? For a fraction of that, for a percent of sales, you can hire a broker who you don't have the risk of wondering, are they gonna work out or not? Again, this is for a good broker. They've been doing it for a long time. They're paid on sales, so they know how to perform. And you get someone that, that already has a team in place. You have multiple people instead of one person that can only cover so much ground. The horror stories are sickening. There are people that are lazy, that don't try hard, that just collect a check, and that's unfortunate. So that's why I started to plant my flag, so to speak, and put these messages out, all the videos on YouTube, on Omni Food Sales' page, because I wanted brands to see that there is someone that is energetic, that has a passion for this. It's not going to sell you down the river like some of these other brokers have. So I understand people have a bad taste in their mouth. All it takes is one person have a bad experience with anything to turn them off from doing that again. Literally, you just have to find the right, the right team. And when you do, it's absolutely
0: worth it. And then what, from your experience, what's the best time for a brand to start thinking about a broker? I mean, you know, obviously, if you're in five or 10 stores, you probably want to continue to get sales on your own to understand, you know, what levers are working, what's resonating with buyers. But as you're starting to approach 100, 200, 300 stores, you're starting to get distribution partners, you're starting to want to get into larger retailers. What is that sweet spot that you see for a brand where it's, it's time to have that conversation internally? The
1: right time to hire a broker is when that item is 100% ready to be presented to a buyer, right? We've been a part of a lot of presentations with lines that, hey, this item is great. It's different. It's unique. It's not like anything else on the market. They came to Omni. We secured the meeting. The buyers even set it up. Approval, fast-tracked, a snag hits, and that item is not available for six months. After the whole you know, customers has communicated, it's in the planogram, it's ready to go. So the reason I give that example is you've gotta get you gotta you need to bring someone on when that item is ready to be sold. You have one chance to make a first impression, you don't want to screw it up. And I, I've seen a lot of great products literally die either with the first PO or before it even gets to that, because of leadership and management and not having the proper game plan or roadmap on how to go to market. And it's so sad because people spend their hard earned money, time, their families, resources to get products off the ground. And then they figure I'm not going to pay someone a percent. I could do this myself. Then they get hit with all these things and they're just not ready. And they don't understand how to follow up and ensure a second and a third PO. And then they die before they start. It's really hard, especially for specialty brands, entrepreneurs. I mean, these are, these are do it yourself kind of people that, that have done so much to get their products ready. It's hard to trust someone else. I understand it, but at a certain point you've got to delegate and let an expert be the expert so that you can maintain the broader vision.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's crucial. And I think that kind of brings me to my, my, my last question here, and, and, you know, we deal with this too, right, is, is kind of brand expectation, right? So how do you set in the mind of the the owner or the sales director, whoever you're working with, right, kind of what the expectations are, right? Because so a lot of founders will come, especially to us, or and I know they do this with brokers as well, and say, hey, we, we want to be in the store in two months or three months, or we want to see this amount of sales by the end of the year. And sometimes the brand just don't understand Um, category reviews and when new items go into planograms and kind of the time it takes to net an account like a Wegmans or like a ShopRite. Um, How do you deal with expectations and, and just keeping the brand at bay with how long the process might take for them to get into a retailer?
1: We're upfront and honest. You know, we maintain weekly communication with every one of our principals. I'm always accessible by phone in addition to my business managers, retail supervisors, and customer service specialists. I mean, we have a lot of touch points, but we're upfront and honest. We give our honest opinion. We explain what it could take. And the truth is every product line has a different life cycle, span, or path to maturity. Really, very rarely are, are two the same. There are so many different attributes that that come into play when you talk about price, marketing, Sampling, the need from the customer, the amount of competitors, um, the resources, the the social media, the awareness of the brand, the cost, um, the amount of money that's spent to promote, the amount of money that's spent to raise awareness. It just, the list goes on and on and on. And that's why you need an expert to sort through all that stuff and sit someone down honestly and say, hey, listen, you know what? Here's the goals. Let's set our goals for the first 30 days, all right? And here's our goals for the next 30 days and then the next 30 days. That's a 90-day plan. And then let's just keep updating this as we go along because the account that you thought was nothing or the account that gave you no consideration the first time around may come back around because there's a new person in the chair or another brand decided to discontinue an item. And now all of a sudden you are in need and what you thought was a long shot is now a short bet. So a lot of things change in the food industry and you just gotta be patient, take your time, be open because if you do that, you're gonna set yourself up to be successful.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that kind of brings back the, the main message for if you're in a bad broker relationship, is if the communication isn't there, like that's to me the first red flag and the major one. If you can't get a hold of that person, if they're dodging emails, if they're not giving you updates on a retailer, if they're stringing you along, um, they should be accessible, you know, twenty four seven to you. Um, which I know you and the group are at Omni, um, Zach. I really appreciate this. I know this helps a lot of the brands kind of through their decision decision making process when it comes. Um, to finding a broker and, and finding the right one for their brand. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to just kind of have you run through where uh, brands can find you and, and where you're most accessible.
1: Uh, our website, omnifs.com or on YouTube, Omni Food Sales has a channel. We I, You could see all my talks there. There's about a dozen of them now, from talking with the New Jersey Food Council to Um, teaching a class in brand advocacy at St. Joseph's University, Um, different panels on on food tech and innovation. Um, They're all on YouTube, Omni Food Sales, um, Brand Advocate. You can find them all there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Zach. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you, Cameron.
0: I hope everyone enjoyed that interview with Zach. Hopefully you have a better understanding of what to look for in future broker partners. If you ever need any broker references, please don't hesitate to ask us. We do have a strong network of broker partners across the country and would be happy to recommend one to you. Just one housekeeping thing before we wrap up this week's episode. We have a webinar on February 24th with Michael Movitz coming up where we will be diving into how to raise your seed round. Please email us at contact at westock.io if you're interested in attending, and we will see you next week.